0: You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills and I'm on a one woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20 year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode number 236 of the Make It British podcast. Today I'm talking to you all about how to find a UK manufacturer or maybe the better title would be why you probably can't find a UK manufacturer because I'm going to give you five really actionable tips for things that you can do before you start to reach out to a manufacturer in the UK to find your perfect manufacturing partner. And the recording that you're hearing today is actually a abbreviated version of a YouTube live that I did this week and if you want to catch the full episode including the Q&A that we had at the end and also watch it on YouTube then you can do so just head over to our make it british YouTube channel I'm going to put the link in the show notes and you can watch me in full technicolor over there but if you're an audio sort of person and you're a listener of this podcast then this is the best place to be so here are my five tips on how to find a UK manufacturer enjoy hello everyone hello and welcome in great to see you we're back live here again today i'm here to talk to you all about how to find a uk manufacturer or actually more importantly why you might not be able to find a uk manufacturer and giving you tips to do that so you might be here today because you've got an idea for a product but you don't know where to start or maybe you're making all your products yourself and you'd love to find a factory in the UK that could help you and help make some of them for you. Or maybe you're currently making your products overseas, but you're struggling with delayed shipments, increased costs, faulty stock, and you want to start making things locally. So you might even have tried reaching out to manufacturers and they've not got back to you and this is one of the common things that I hear and there's actually usually nine times out of ten one of the reasons that I'll go through today is the reason why if you reach out to a manufacturer in the UK they're not getting back to you but the good thing is those things are easy to fix so let's go through those now um maybe you haven't yet found your ideal manufacturing partner and i want to find out well, i want to talk to you about why that might be so why are manufacturers not getting back to you it's probably because if you're approaching uk manufacturers you need to bear in mind you are going to be one of one of a hundred inquiries hundreds of inquiries that they are getting every week and At the moment, there's such a demand to make locally. It's more sustainable. You've got your manufacturer on your doorstep. Prices are increasing overseas. UK manufacturers are in a lot of demand. And you need to bear in mind that your inquiry might be one of of hundreds that they're getting. So your inquiry and you reaching out to them and your business needs to stand out. So that's what we're going to help you with today. It may be as well, one of the other issues that I see is people approaching manufacturers in the wrong way. They do a kind of spray and pray, and I'm sure that's not you, but they'll do a kind of spray and pray of standard copy and paste template email just to any manufacturer whose details that they can get hold of. And they wonder then why they don't get a response back. So the other reason Maybe that you can't find the right manufacturer is because you've contacted the wrong type of manufacturer. Now, you need to bear in mind that UK manufacturers, in particular, are all pretty specialist in what they do. So, a common mistake I see, for instance, is someone who maybe they are making women's wear. And so they'll contact me and they'll say, Kate, I'm looking for a women's wear manufacturer. And of course, there's hundreds of women's wear manufacturers in the UK, but what type of women's wear is it you're making? Because women's wear can include dresses, outerwear, coats, bags, even accessories, knitwear, T-shirts, jersey. And certainly you're gonna need a different factory to make your knitwear than your outerwear or your dresses for the most part. And um, Certainly with knitwear, you'll have to have to have a different manufacturer for each one of those types of products. Now, if you've been used to working with manufacturers overseas, as I was when I worked for a lot of the big retailers, they would either be much bigger and broader and have more specialisms within one factory, or you might be working through an agent. You could give them your brief for your whole collection and they would run off and find you several different factories. But if you're making in the UK, you need to do that legwork yourself and you need to understand that there's going to be different types of manufacturers. So don't make it complicated for yourself and try and develop lots of different products all at once. Start with just one or two and that will really help you to, fight, to narrow it down to just the right type of manufacturer. So you need to bear in mind then that not all UK manufacturers are created equal. And what do I mean about that? Exactly like I just said, they specialize, they're specialists in in certain things. That's just the way that the UK manufacturing industry has um, evolved Well, in just that sort of way. You've got different factories that do different things. So you need to bear in mind, they're not all created equal. And did you know, little known fact, and I love this fact, that 80%, so one 8 in 10, 8 out of 10 UK manufacturers within the fashion and textile sector in the UK employ less than 10 people. So they're tiny compared to overseas factories, which means that they don't have the big admin teams that maybe a factory has got overseas. There's not hundreds of different staff. They're not, they have much more specialist and they are smaller which for as a small business if you're a small business that's good because isn't it better to work with a small business that prioritizes making your products than a big manufacturer that's overseas so the number one reason why you can't find a manufacturer is this you're just not prepared so I'm gonna run you through today five things that I think you need to do to be prepared to make sure that when you reach out to the manu- to a manufacturer, it's the right manufacturer for you. So number one is you need to make sure that you do your research. You need to understand who your product is for. You need to know who your competitors are because you need to understand and know the market that you're working in. And you need to know, first and foremost, how you're going to sell your product and that it's sellable. Now, you might think, well, how is that related to finding a manufacturer? Why should a manufacturer care whether I know who my competitors are or how I'm going to sell my products? But the thing is, for a manufacturer to start with a new client, that's a lot of time and effort they have to invest on onboarding that new client. And more often than not, my manufacturer is not going to make their profit, not going to make a full profit on that first order that they make with someone. It requires an ongoing relationship with that customer for it to become properly profitable for that manufacturer. So if you're going to be here today and gone tomorrow because you can't sell your products, they've made you some brilliant products, but you can't actually sell them, that doesn't really benefit the manufacturer in any way. So if they can see that you've either got an existing business, you've got history where you've made sales, or you know exactly who your customer is going to be and how you're going to get your products to market and how you're going to sell them, they can then see that you're a much better prospect and you're not just a flash in the pan. So the mistakes that I see people make when it comes to doing research is that they go straight to manufacturers without doing their research or they just don't know who their customer is and they're actually making products for themselves without thinking about how they're going to sell it. So do you know exactly who your customer is and what they want to buy from you? That is so important. That is one of the first steps. That is the first step. So number two is sourcing your raw materials. Now, if you make in the UK, unlike when you make overseas, the chances are your manufacturer is going to expect you to have sourced your raw materials first, your raw materials and all your components. So that means the outer materials that you're going to use, any trims and components that your product has, any packaging and labels that you wanna use. And they're gonna need to have all those before they can start manufacturing for you. So you need to make sure that you've thought about that. And one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is thinking that a factory will source all their raw materials for them, which in the UK is not the case. And actually, why would you want to put that in the hands of someone else? Isn't it better? to have control over knowing where your raw materials have come from, what the provenance is of those raw materials, what the cost is as well. You don't wanna hand that over to someone else. You have much more control if you sourced all your raw materials. Yes, some manufacturers may have suggestions for where you can get raw materials from, but you need to have done that research yourself first, just to know that you're being offered if your manufacturer does offer you some raw materials that they recommend, that what you're being offered is actually what you really want. The other mistake I see people make is not thinking about all the different components that goes into something. So they don't don't bear in mind all the different trims and things like that. And they haven't sorted those things out before they reach out to a manufacturer because it's probably going to be one of the first questions they're going to ask you is what trims are you using and where you're getting them from. And they're going to need those before they can even make a sample for you so one thing to point out here which you may be thinking and it's a question i get asked all the time is if i'm sourcing raw materials from overseas can i still label my product as made in the uk and the answer is yes provided that the assembly and manufacturing of your product happens here in the uk and i'm not going to go into the rules of origin it's a really complex topic i do have a video i've already made about that and i will share it with you later if you want it to know but just bear in mind you don't have to source all your raw materials from the uk if you want to label as made in the uk So number three, the third point that you need to have thought about before you reach out to a manufacturer is your target cost price. So you need to think about how much you're going to sell your product for, and you need to work back from that to get a target cost price. And you need to take into account as well whether you plan to wholesale. Now you might think, well, why do I need to know what my prices are going to be Before I've spoken to a manufacturer, shouldn't I get a price from them and then work up from there? But if you've got a ballpark figure for how much you want to get something made for, it's much better then to know whether you and the manufacturer are going to be right for each other right from the start, because you've got an idea in your head for what that cost can be. And then no one is disappointed because your idea of what you should make something for doesn't match up with theirs. And it gives you something to work towards as well. The mistakes I see people make when it comes to their cost prices is trying to benchmark against offshore prices. So many people come to me and they say, I want to make a product in the UK, but my unique selling point on this is that it's going to be the same price as stuff made overseas, but it's going to be made in the UK but you're just not comparing eggs to eggs when you're looking at the cost price from overseas compared to the cost price of making something here labor is more expensive for a start there are so many benefits to making a product in the UK but you should so you should not use price and a cheap price as your selling price because you're just going to be on a downward spiral to you know a disastrous business model if you try and base selling your product solely on price it's so competitive much better to make in the UK and focus on all the benefits to you and your customer of making something locally and don't try and beat yourself up and your manufacturer there's nothing more insulting to a UK manufacturer and being approached and asked to make something for an offshore price Um, so don't do it um, and the other thing is not having a realistic retail price in mind which is why you need to make sure you've done your research and you understand the market and you know how much you can charge your customers and what they're willing to pay for something that is of quality and that is made in the UK the other thing that I see people doing if they've been making products themselves is not charging for your own time when you work out your cost price so that if you then go to a manufacturer and you want to continue selling your product for the same price you were selling it for before, but you haven't factored in your hourly wage and your salary when you worked out that cost price, well, how's a manufacturer going to make it for the same price? Because they've got to pay their staff and their overheads. So do yourself a favor. If you're making your product for yourself right now, whatever you do, make sure you're charging for your own time and you're charging for the time, not just minimum wage, but how much it would realistically cost you to get that product made in the UK as an hourly rate. Time yourself. No, I don't want to hear, I don't know how long it takes me to make it because you need to know that because then you need to know how long it's going to take a manufacturer to make it and whether they're giving you a good cost price or not. So if you're making your product yourself, next thing you make, please set a timer, work it all out, work out on your cost price. So did you know, do you know what your target cost price is? Let me know. Have you got a target cost price for your products or do you just take the price that the manufacturer gives you and work up from there? Because I'd recommend doing it the other way. Step four is to have a clear brief. So give clear instructions to your product, to your manufacturer, clear instructions of how to make your product to a manufacturer. Your brief is your blueprint for how you want your product made. It's your contract with a manufacturer. So you get out what you put in. The clearer you are with your instructions and your brief to a manufacturer, the less disappointed you're gonna be when you get the final results back. It should not be left open to any sort of interpretation. Because if your brief is left open to interpretation, you can guarantee it's sods law, the manufacturer will make it the way that you didn't think it should be made because they'll take their call on it and they'll guess it. And I've seen some real disasters when people have left things up to guesswork. The mistakes I see people make when it comes to giving a brief to a manufacturer is thinking that a manufacturer is a mind reader and that they will get the gist of how it should be made. Um, They won't and don't blame them if they don't get it right, if you haven't given them a clear brief. And so if you reach out to a manufacturer and they don't get back to you, or they're not interested in, you say they're not interested in working with you. It may be because they've asked you the question, have you got a spec for that? Have you got a tech pack? What have you got as a brief? And A design on the back of a fag packet or a napkin or whatever people do a quick sketch on these days does not count. It needs to be a proper clear brief because then you're not wasting their time and you're not wasting your time. So if you don't create a tech pack or give clear instructions to a factory, you'll only have yourself to blame. And if you also, when you give a brief to the manufacturer, you need to go to a manufacturer and brief them in person. So that if they do have any questions about your brief, your tech pack, whatever you've given them, maybe you've got existing sample an existing product, they can ask you questions there and then in real time, maybe with the person who's actually going to make your product, because it may not be them that's going to be at the machine that's going to be making your product. And if you send off an email, what is... How do you know, what's the guarantee that your instructions from that email is going to get to that person that's sitting at that machine making your product? Where if you can go along to the factory, give them the brief, talk to the person that's going to make the product, you've got much more chance of them getting it right. So if you don't give a clear brief to a manufacturer, um, your samples aren't going to be right. And samples cost money and no one can afford to throw away money these days. And then finally, when you're looking to find a manufacturer, you need to make sure you focus on contacting the right type of factory. So you need to know the specific type of factory it is that you're looking for and that's right for you. You need to make sure that you go and visit them and that you check them out and you see what machinery they've got who else they're making for what the quality is that they're making just whether you get on with them as a person um but you need to make sure you're focusing on the right sort of factory because as i said at the start not all manufacturers are created equal and it really is a two-way thing and about finding the right partner to do your manufacturing for you you're the right manufacturing partner for you And i'd also highly recommend if you're going to start working with any factory that you get a referral a reference or a word of mouth recommendation for the people that you start working with which is much easier to do if you're working with a manufacturer that's local than if you're working with someone that's overseas so mistakes i see people make when it comes to looking for the right factory Oh, this one is the worst. I've done a whole podcast episode about this in the past. Looking on Google to find a UK manufacturer is a hiding to nothing. And not only that, can be a really expensive and costly mistake to make. If you type in UK clothing manufacturer to Google, pretty much, I think, aside from Make It British, I think we come up on the first page of Google for finding UK clothing manufacturers, Near like 60%, 70% of the results on the first page are actually companies that don't actually manufacture production in the UK. And the thing you need to understand when you're looking to find a UK manufacturer is the difference between UK-based and UK manufacturer. Because a company can say that they're UK-based and Google will bring them up in the search results because yes they've got an office in the UK and a desk in the UK a person in the UK they might even have a warehouse in the UK they may make samples in the UK but when it comes to the production it's actually made overseas and there's so much smoke and mirrors goes goes on with people misleading people like that i've seen some i've seen some people sadly make some really expensive mistakes by going to some of these companies that they found on Google who um, say they're going to make the product in the UK. And once it gets further down the line, they actually find out that that product is going to be made overseas and they lose a lot of money. They've lost a lot of money by doing that. So just make sure you do your due diligence and don't look for manufacturers on Google. And also make sure that you know before you start looking for a manufacturer the type of manufacturer you're looking for, the type of machinery that they need to have. Do your research. It's your product. The great thing about making it in the UK is that you can see it being made, which if you're making a product overseas you may not have had the chance to do. And if you can see a product being made made and how it's made, it gets you to really understand the difference between the different types of manufacturers. Go and see a few, see how they operate, see different machinery they have to do different things. Um, It's just so important to go and see manufacturers. So let's do a recap of the five things that you need to do before you can find a UK manufacturer. Number one is to do your research. Number two is to source your raw materials. Number three is to set a target cost price. Number four is to create a clear brief. And number five is to focus on the right factory. So I hope you found that useful. We did a webinar a while back um, at Make It British, Five Steps to Finding a UK Manufacturer, which goes into this in quite a bit more depth. So if you want to get a copy of that, it's free. All you need to do is go to makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash five steps and you can see that webinar. It's been fantastic talking to you all today. I'm going to be back again next week. I'm going to be live on YouTube at one o'clock every Tuesday. Some weeks I'll have guests Other weeks, it will just be me. Um, But it's all going to be focused around making in the UK, businesses that make in the UK, and manufacturers that are based in the UK. Next week, I've got a special guest coming on, which is going to be really exciting. And you can, of course, watch all of the back catalogue of videos as well on YouTube. And I am recording this, so it will go on the Make It British podcast. So if you like listening to things as well, there's a whole back catalogue of 235, make it british podcast episodes that are like bite-sized tips on making in the uk so thank you so much everyone for joining me today and i will see you next week bye Thank you for listening to the Make It British podcast. I make an episode every Friday, plus there's bonus episodes occasionally. Many of the interviews that you hear on series four of this podcast are also available to watch on our YouTube channel. You can find it by going to youtube.com forward slash Make It British LTD. That's Make It British with the letters LTD. Bye bye.